0: that you can be anything but a Christian because you're not recognized as a Christian. And because of that, believe it or not, there are influencers, There's subtle messages that we get. If you watch TV very much, there are subtle messages that we get that downplay Christ and Christianity because the ideal is to influence us away from that that 's not much different than what was happening during this time that Hebrews was written to the Jewish people so it's not a it 's not a new thing i mean it 's relatively new for us because we have a title for it we have a uh, we see it so uh so often it 's in front of us all the time i mean so so it's it, the message comes across a little different, but this has been happening. Uh, over and over and over. If you go and read the book of Acts, we'll discover that much of the persecutions of Christians stemmed from Jews. So, so Christians who were Jews or, or folks who were following Christ were getting uh, persecuted by other Jews, saying, hey, you need, to, you need to go back to Judaism. We don't even know who this Jesus Christ is. So in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 32 to 36, tells us that these people were facing... Uh, what they were facing so it says remember in the former days when after being enlightened in other words you were enlightened before you believed and you accepted christ you endured a great conflict of suffering partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations and partly by Uh, becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy through the prisoners and accepted joyful the, the seizure of your property, knowing that you yourselves had a better possession and a lasting one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. So in the light of what we talked about in Hebrews 3, you can see that the writer of Hebrews is going back and saying, hey, don't give up on Christ. Uh, don't, don't give up. Let's face it. We, you've got to get up, uh, uh, and, and get, uh, get neck next to influencer and you've got to look at them and really measure against what they're saying against what Christ says. That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He's saying, Hey, remember what Christ has said. Remember what you've done and begin to measure that beside the influencers because during this time there were good influencers there were bad influencers there were godly influencers there were ungodly influencers and the question is what influences you as christians jesus christ is our greatest influencer or he should be (coughs) so uh, how does how does the world influence or what influences you and this is my first point this morning he influences who we are. Verse one, back in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter three, he says, "Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle, uh, the apostle, the high priest of our confession." Have you ever heard somebody say, "Well, that person's under the influence"? If if we say that, we we usually think they're intoxicated uh, of some way, maybe alcohol or some other uh, mind altering jug. So. Uh, in our culture, while drugs are things that influence people, there are many other things that influence people and impact our minds and impact our way of thinking. Along with those lines of of, of being a of being under the influence, you know, the Bible says, "Do not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit." I think that's interesting because if what the illustration that they're using there is, you know, if we take some kind of uh intoxicant whether it be alcohol whether it be some kind of drug it affects our whole body our speech our thought our walk our talk i mean everything we do and so the the bible is saying hey be filled with the spirit and it'll affect every part of your body your speech your walk your talk your thoughts it'll 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 affect all of those things (coughs) so so that that's what should influence and if if we want to get uh, if you don't get all distracted today, you go and start looking at different platforms and all the different influences, and you can have a multiple different ideals about sermons and songs and political statements and cultural beliefs and religion and Christ, and you can find all of these different things. So I asked you all ago, what what influences you? Now I said, if if you are if you are offended by me talking about liberal media. You're impacted by liberal media. You ever think about that? If you said, oh, keep your opinion to yourself, I think they do a good job. Well, right or wrong, they they are influencing you. Because if they're not influencing you, you'd say, well, I I think that's right. Not because I said it, because you'd say, no, I think that's probably right. But if if it offends you so... So think about this, if somebody is talking about anything, and you wonder what influences you, if it really gets under your skin, the reason is, it has influenced you, whatever that person's talking about. Now, I'm not saying that's good or bad. You know, somebody may say, I think uh, the Bible's a hoax, and, and God's a myth, and Jesus Christ never existed. And that gets under your skin you know why that got under your skin because the bible and god and jesus christ has had an influence on you so you're offended by someone who gets in your business of what influences you so again i want to ask you what influences you and today i mentioned this measuring what god said up against what we're influenced by i'm gonna tell a preacher's name out there i had before I had him and this is an illustration I want you to understand, I had a man in our church, and it was this church, and he's not here, he he's not left because he was mad or anything, so don't try to read anything into anything I'm gonna say. I said something about Joel Osteen one Sunday. I think he's a false prophet. I do, with with all my heart. And and I, I think that because of a lot of things I've heard him say, a lot of things I've watched about him. One of the biggest things that I've mentioned every time is he, he got on the news and said he thinks there's multiple ways to heaven, and who is he to try to influence somebody else? He's a preacher that has a huge platform. That's who he is. If he's a man called by God and he's measuring what he says against God to influence others, but he's influencing them against God's word. Now, if that offended you, it's because Joel Osteen has, has an influence on you. Here's what this guy said. I don't know why you said something about him. I've watched him. He's a pretty good guy, and he's a good preacher. So so I said, well, he is a great speaker. If he wasn't a great speaker, he wouldn't have 100,000 members, however many members he's got. I mean, if he wasn't a great charismatic type guy that people are drawn to, uh, he wouldn't be where, he at, where he's at socially today. But just because he has this huge following in this huge church doesn't mean that he's got that he's influences the way god would have now you may say who are you to judge well i'm not judging him i'm putting what he says up against what god's word says well that's just how you interpret it no you don't have to interpret god's word jesus says i'm the way that i'm the truth and life no one comes to the father except through me that's the only way to heaven that's not my ideal. That's not a Baptist ideal. That's not a, a, an ideal that we have to twist God's word around. He said there's one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And if you have a prophet or a so-called preacher or whatever stand up saying, hey, there's many, there's many roads that get you to the same destination, well, that goes against God's word. And you can say, well, that's, that's not true. We could, I could spend the rest of our time right here. Somebody say amen if you believe God's word in that area. One of the things that's happening in the book of Hebrews when it's written, there's a lot of name dropping. I don't know if you caught this when we read it, but but here's what's happening. Remember what the Jewish people are doing? They're telling telling Christians to come back to Judaism. They're saying, get rid of that that Christianity talk, get rid of the Jesus Christ talk, and come back to Judaism. Did y'all caught the name they dropped? They drop Moses' name. And they keep saying, Moses. You know, Moses is is the one. Moses had a good name. And in the Old Testament, Moses' name is tied to the law. And and what are the Jews doing? They're trying to fulfill the law. So so Moses' name is tied to the law. And and even in the New Testament, it refers to the commandments or the, the law of Moses. So these Jewish people, they they're saying, hey. Moses brought these Ten Commandments down from Mount Sinai, Moses did all of these things, he wrote the Pentateuch, which is like the first five books of the Bible, Moses did all of these things, Moses delivered uh, plans for the tabernacle, Moses uh, took the uh, Ark of the Covenant to the tabernacle, they're name dropping Moses, Moses is a key figure to them, so so when they came up and they're trying to influence these others, they keep saying, hey, remember what Moses did, remember what Moses did. Remember all these things about Moses, yet they were enemies of Jesus Christ, and they never accepted Jesus Christ. So, so they honored Moses, but they dishonored Jesus. So therefore, in verse 1, we read the words that the writer said, "...consider Jesus." So he's talking to the the Jewish people and especially to the Jewish Christians that are being persecuted. He he says, remember Jesus. Consider Jesus. Keep that that ideal on your mind. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. See, their thoughts were on Moses, and they're trying to influence others about Moses and saying, come back to the law. You know what the law is now. Jesus Christ came not to abolish the law, but what? To fulfill the law. The law points our sins out, but the law can't save us. And the Jews are saying, hey, come back to Judaism. Let's keep the law and get to God. And Jesus Christ comes and says, you know what? I have came to fulfill the demands of the law, which is what? There's got to be death for the payment of sin. There's, there's, there's no way we can reach the law. So Jesus came because there has to be an atonement, a sacrifice made for sin. And God said, no longer am I happy with the blood of animals. And Jesus fulfilled the law in becoming the sacrifice. So Jesus fulfilled what Moses was teaching. So, when we read this, read this verse chapter 1, I mean, chapter 3, verse 1 through 3 again. Therefore, brothers, fix your eyes or fix your thoughts on Jesus, the high priest. He was the faithful one. Uh, Just as Moses had been faithful to God, Jesus Christ came. He was the faithful one. And Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. So it says. The, the writer says, hey, when you look at Jesus Christ, realize they both came from God. They both did the work of God, but Jesus Christ became worthy of greater honor than Moses. And then he uses that little illustration, the builder of the house has greater honor than the house itself. You know, if you have a an architect, and I learned a lot about architects. I was on the school board when we built the school, and then of course, having a part in building this building and and the architect things I would never do. I could not be a good architect. You know, they would say, "I want to do this and I want to put this arc over here, and we're gonna we're gonna choose these colors and they're gonna match better and all this junk that means absolutely nothing to me." And and uh, when the building's through, who gets the praise? The build the building don't doesn't. The architect, somebody. Oh, this is a beautiful design. Who who designed this building for you? Who is the architect? You go and and travel in different parts of of the United States, or go uh, in other different countries and. And you'll hear people say, "Oh, the, look at the the architect that must have drew these things up." You know, so so that's the illustration here. Jesus Christ, he deserves more honor than Moses. He he's the one that that came up and put all of these pieces together that we can have salvation. So, <coughs> the Bible says here uh, it calls him two things. It says he was the apostle. Now, let's listen to what apostle means. Apostle means one sent from God and he is the high priest, which means someone who intercedes in the connection to God. So the writer's saying, consider Jesus, fix your minds on Jesus, and consider what he is. Consider means give close attention to, pay attention to, listen to, and observe Jesus, because he was sent from God to intercede with us for the connection to God. Now, We don't have to go through any priest, anybody else to get to God. When we pray, we go directly to God. And Jesus Christ intercedes, in other words, He speaks on our behalf behalf to God. And I love the scripture that says, He utters before God with groanings that we do not understand. In other words, Christ is kind of our, he what the Bible says, he's our mediator. He's our go-between. We're praying for something, and Jesus Christ goes, you know, here's what we're praying for. And, and he intercedes with us to the Father God, and, and that's who he is as the high priest. So the writer says, consider these things. You're letting letting those influencers, influences you that want you to go back to the time of the law and follow Moses, but consider Christ, and Jesus is greater than than any name that was dropped. He was a creator, Jesus Christ. He was an intercessor, Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ says, learn from me. He didn't say learn about me. Now, a lot of us learn a lot about Jesus, but Christ wants us to learn from him he wants to influence us in our daily lives he wants to be our influencer and he sent one back the holy spirit that lives within us can i explain all that i can't explain it exactly how it all works but but the bible says it and i believe it. god sent the holy spirit and what he does here he he helps us consider jesus daily if we'll go to the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll help us consider Christ. He'll help us understand what Christ, he'll want to influence our decisions, our walk, our talk, all that you do. And when you know, when you're following Christ, be a follower. When you have a, someone that is a bad influence, we would say, if we have someone whose who's influence is of negative, we need to unfollow them. Now, if, do any, y'all don't have to answer this. Do any of y'all have folks that, that you get aggravated with and you don't like, but you don't want to unfollow them? Why? Well, you don't want to hurt their feelings, and they're going to see when I unfollow them. Well, consider this. Maybe you can unfollow them, and they can say, whoo, he don't agree with that. <laughs> he just dropped me off his friends list. There's so many terms. I uh, heard one this morning, ghosting. You know, she's been ghosting us. <laughs> Okay, Casper the friendly ghost, that's all I got for you. But, you know, all of it, ghost them. You know, ghost them if you have to, drop them if you have to, unfollow them if you have to. But when we understand what Christ is, when we understand who the influences is, what we say will be different, how we respond will be different, who we let influence us will be different. All of those things will make a difference in our lives. So I want to ask you this morning where we're going to close. Uh, who's influencing you? There was a book written. That shepherds were eating breakfast outside of town in uh, G E V A S, however you say that, give us turkey. Give us turkey. I doubt that's how you say that. But uh, anyway, uh, but they were eating turkey <laughs> at give us turkey, and uh They were surprised to see a long line of sheep suddenly do something that nobody expected. Uh, They were jumping off a 50-foot cliff, uh, and they were gazing, I mean, they were grazing out, and they they went and started jumping off this cliff, and they're sitting there eating. What was even more surprising that uh, suddenly... All the other sheep started following the lead of the other sheep, yeah, I mean, this is just a story you've heard before, but this really happened. All fifteen hundred sheep jumped off the same cliff did your Did your mom or dad ever say well if if your buddy jumps off a building are you going to jump off a building? Well, the sheep said. Yeah, I think I'll jump off the cliff too. You know, so all 1,500 sheep, it says when it was all over the local shepherds there, axmen's whatever they're called, A-K-S-A-M, uh, that newspaper reported that 450 of the sheep survived because the body of the other 1,050 sheep made a fluffy enough landing pad that it was not a complete loss, So they were able to twist that around to, there was some good came out of that, 450 uh, survived. The estimated cost was topped at $100,000 in that little community, just in that community, which was people earned around $2,700 annually then. So 26 families that owned the sheep uh, got together and communicated these words they're all wasted, and there's nothing we can do. And over the influence of one, now this is sheep, over the influence of one, the estimation was it's all gone, and what are we going to do? So so think about that. In these days where books are written and a, a lot of sheep are falling off the cliff or falling, falling others off the cliff, the influ- influencers... Uh they're in they're in trying to get people to come back to Judaism, come leave Christianity, and today there's there's tons of influencers that we may just need to unfollow some of those influencers. You know, there's there's those that teach that Jesus was less than God. I heard that on the radio this week that uh a guy asked another one, and I talk about wretched radio. Wednesday nights are the only days I listen to that on the way home from work and he goes to college campuses and uh, the guy said, who, what are you? He was in Georgia at a college and he said, well, I'm a Jew. He said, well, what do you think about Jesus? He said, I think he's a good guy, but that's about it. You know, uh, those people, that that kind of thought needs to be uh, unfollowed. Now, do you quit talking? Do you keep progressing the gospel? Not at all. Uh, if you're the culture that you deal with, if they disagree with Scripture, uh, don't let them have influence over you because God is our influence. I ask you to bow your heads with me this morning. Um, you know, Jesus has a lot to speak on in our culture. Matter of fact, there's nothing that we're going to deal with that's not in the Bible. Believe it or not, that's a fact. Now, you may have to search for it and dig for it, and you may come ask me, and I may say, man, I, I don't know, but we we can try to find it. We'll we'll find the answers. The thing that kills me today, and I talked about Phil Robinson last Sunday, but, uh, you know, homosexuality and, and sexual uh, sins that are going on, the, the news will say, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. Well, that's a lie. The Bible's very clear on, on those sins, Uh, one man and one woman. The Bible is very clear on those things. God created male and female. Male and female, he created them. There's no in-betweens or nothing else. So so if we're listening to those that would try to influence away from Scripture, those are just two easy pickings. Those are the low-hanging fruits. But anything that goes against God's word, we need to really think about how much of an influence that is on us. And who's influencing you today? Father, I pray today as we consider that, as we realize we live in a world filled up today uh, with influencers. uh, Lord, I pray that we'd be careful. uh, We would allow you to influence us first. And then, Father, those other things, we would literally take time to measure against your word. I pray also, Lord, especially for our students, for our younger folks, that uh, really live in this culture today of, of uh, media, this culture today of, of all kinds of information, all kinds of influencers out biding for their time, their attention, Lord. I pray that uh, they would be wise through the Holy Spirit to know those things which are just, which are true, which are trustworthy, which are right. Uh, and on those things they might dwell. Lord, I pray that each of us here today would dwell on the Holy Spirit of God, uh, that we would dwell on Jesus Christ, and we would consider him first. Lord, today, if there'd be any here that's never accepted you, and today your Holy Spirit's moved in their heart, as we have this time of invitation, Lord, I pray that they would just let go and turn themselves to you, Father, the, the author, the perfecter of our faith, the one who truly has a great influence for us that impacts not only today, but all of eternity. And I pray this in the name of Jesus.